Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup from Red Bull Racing Australia. I'm Dave Reynolds. Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Jazz Mostert, and you're listening it to... Is, look, it's Inside great. It's a fun track. Um, I was conceived on the bulk, so um, <laughs> been, been here before. I wouldn't say it's the number one target on our radar. We're all about winning races and trying to win a championship at the moment, but, but we, you know, Kim and I chip away at it, but right now we have nothing. Sometimes they're not dickhead, you could say. It's just it's, they're just... just <laughs> Good racing, I enjoy it. From the racetracks across Australia and around the world, here's Inside Supercars. This week, a special second Inside Supercars ahead of the start of the Pertec Cup. It's the Sandown 500. Adrian Mussolino, the editor of VX magazine, was unable to join us for the round table, but I caught up with him at Sydney Motorsport Park. And after the break, you can hear his thoughts on motorsport in Australia today. We also, later in the show, hear from Frenchie. Alex Prema joins us as we go into the endurance races. I hope you'll stay with us here on Inside Supercars. Adrian Mussolino, up after the break. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Bolt Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we're able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to do um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Adrian Mussolino is the editor-in-chief of V8X magazine and we had a chance to speak to him about where he sees motorsport in Australia right now. Well, Adrian Mussolino, the uh, V8 supercars and motorsport in general is in an interesting position at the moment. Uh, V8X magazine, how are you looking at the current state of play? Yeah, it's a real changeover period, I guess, and changing landscape and we've committed this year to looking at the different aspects of that change, so... We did a Ford Holden special edition earlier in the year. Then we did a GT versus V8 supercar edition. And we're going to round that off with a look at if it remains a touring car formula, where it goes from there. So we've spent a fair chunk of the year looking through that change. And I think it's been important to analyse those issues because the sport's at a real turning point. What, what makes it in your eyes a turning point? Well, I guess we knew this was coming with the end of Holden Ford local production and that had a lot of spin-off effects and you've seen that with the announcement of Ford leaving and Holden reducing its funding and the you know opening the series up to other body shells and engines really changes the landscape entirely. So throw those factors in, um, throw in the TV deal, which is still being um, still panning out, I guess, the impacts of that and there's just so much change going on it's been almost educating the fans about what that change involves and um, sort of getting them ready for that point. What about in the broader motorsport landscape uh, VX obviously is a niche market in in uh, Australian motorsport looking at the supercar series but how do you see the wider landscape of motorsport when you're looking at V8 supercars? Well, personally, I I think motorsport in general across the world is in a period of decline. I think 
it's an uncertain future with the rise of electric cars, autonomous cars, and VR supercars is probably struggling with that change because it's been so um, aligned with a certain type of engine and a certain two types of manufacturers. And so the change there has been more drastic. But we've tried to look at it from an Australian point of view, and that's why we've been increasingly looking at the GT series as an example of if this is a rising series in Australia, what does that mean for the supercars as the premier category? So it's at an interesting tipping point because obviously it's not since the supertouring days that Fiat supercars has had such a domestic rival I guess for manufacturers and sponsorship interest and you know drivers doing other events. Is there though a real pressure on sponsors in the supercar landscape to the other motorsport landscapes because supercars gravitates to so much more media coverage? Yeah that's true I think though sport in general is going through a difficult sponsorship market and I think it's the fallout from the global financial crisis and so there's such a limited pool anyway that any type of motorsport category is going to butt heads and you've seen with the rise of the Bathurst 12 hour there is genuine manufacturer interest there sponsors are inevitably drawn to that and so it's inevitable that there's going to be some sort of clash. Obviously, Supercar still has the runs on the board. You look at GT events, you know, at Sydney Motorsports Park, for example. If the Supercars weren't here, they wouldn't have the crowd that they got for their endurance race. So it's still the premier category, and it's still reflected in not only our magazine and our sale figures, but also just the numbers of people watching on TV and coming to their events. So is the crisis for Australian motorsport not so much in touring cars, GT racing, but in open wheel racing where there is this great massive void at the national level and Formula Ford has been quite unpopular in the way it's been set up. Definitely, and uh, that sort of affects the supercars because where are the next generation of drivers coming from? It's a bit of a confused landscape at the moment and as we are saying before, that sort of change with all the different formulas and you know, what's going on with CAMs and Formula 4 and the rise of GT. I guess if it's hard for the teams and drivers to know where to go and where to align, it's hard for the fans and um, sponsors to understand where they fit in. Mm. Publishing and VRDX magazine, you've been at the helm now for a few years. How have you seen the changes in the magazine before you were writing for the magazine, became editor? Um, I think you might have even started off uh, working with the company online before you actually worked on the print edition. But where is that print online publishing going? We've seen uh, Auto Action come and go and being resurrected now. We've got uh, a number of motorsport publications, Steve's publications have gone by the wayside and um, you know where do you actually see that that landing because uh, Matt Couch for example has gone from online to hard copy to be able to uh, get the sponsorship in. Yeah it's, it's an interesting market what we're finding is as it's whittled down to the last remaining two or three that it, we're actually going through a bit of a growth spurt in terms of our online sales and what's interesting is the online sales are strong in terms of selling the print edition um, in addition to the digital version so I think there's always going to be a market for print I think people get confused a bit between newspapers and magazines newspapers it's understandable that they'll go through a struggle period given people rely so heavily on social media and online for news but 
in terms of features-based niche magazines like ours, there's always going to be a market as long as there's fans for the sport. So we invest heavily in things like posters and retro features and things the internet can't do to make sure we differentiate from what you read news-wise on supercars.com.au or Speed Cafe as opposed to what you read in our magazine. And so I think, you know, the market's whittled down, but there will always be one or two remaining. We'll have more from Adrian right after the break. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think it's a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Bear Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and we're unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Do you have a period where you think that print magazines will eventually be, if not completely decimated, but will not uh, not exist or exist in such a rare form that uh, the you know that the industry will that will there will be no industry there. No, I think there'll always be an industry. I think there's a big enough market still for it and there's a big enough demand for what's in it to make it survive. As I said, if there's one or two surviving, I think that will be enough. I think what you've seen over the last few years is, you know, there were probably six or seven players in the market. Now there's two or three because it's sort of survival of the fittest, I guess, and the market's whittled down. But it's like anything, there's going to be like a bit of a retro sort of nostalgic factor to it. I mean, I went into a music store the other day and they were selling the old school records. So, you know, there is still a market for those things. It's just a case of being smart enough to justify why people like it and buy it, but also make it readily available. So, like I was saying before, we've made a big push to have our online store. So as news agencies diminish in numbers, they can still buy a print edition and get it sent to them or subscriptions and posters because again that's what the internet can't do you spoke about the differentiation between what you're doing and what online is doing but is there a crossover is there a point where you need that online presence to be able to even publish a magazine in them yeah absolutely we've had a digital presence for a few years now and you know we're on you know we've got our app we can go to magster and buy in our online store you can you know, read the magazine online through a, you know, flip view type setup. And so those options are there. And what we're finding is it's for those people who, expat Aussies living overseas who can't go down to their news agency in London or New York, wherever they are, they can read it through there. So you've got to have that as well. And I think that's what Auto Action's finding now, that they are sort of moving back towards the digital presence and you need to have a website and an online store and things like that. You'd have to cover all the bases because people are relying more on iPads and things. So the more options you give them, the more likely they're going to find the product. I guess the monetization of that is what everyone struggled with, newspapers, magazines, and I'm sure VX is struggling with that as well. Yeah, it's a challenging market, but what 
the, our strength, I guess, is that we can sell them on. You'll find us in the news agency in print. You'll find us online. You'll find us in the app. So it does. We cover off all three bases, and that's the key for survival of magazines going forward. Is to make sure you. You know, people can find it easily, whether it's from downloading it on their iPad, reading it on their on their PCs, or walking into a news agency. They're the three keys. The diminishing car culture in Australia. How's that impacting on interest in in publications like yours and motorsport in general? Yeah, it, it definitely has an impact. Again, it's part of that education process. Of when I became editor, it was in 2012, and that was the turning point of the end of the Ford Holden era. So I made it sort of my mentality to really embrace that car of the future change and do some retro features educate people about Nissan's heritage and things like that and make sure that the magazine was adapting to that changing landscape Where do you think the future of Australian motorsport lie? It's a difficult one at the moment given we're at such an uncertain point but I think there will always be a premier category that is probably supercars aligned personally I think the formula needs to look at a privateer type setup where it can survive without manufacturer interest and I think it'll go down that route and car of the future is a good basis because you've got that control chassis teams can put over whatever body shell they want and run generic engines and you know personally I don't think it'll be such a big deal if they're all running the same V8 engine I think we need to move away from that idea of Holden versus Ford and it's more about the driver and team battles than the manufacturer because as we found out manufacturers come and go and I think other categories have struggled because they've lined up too heavily with the manufacturing industry and factory teams the the future of the sport is still going to be the Brad Jones Racings and making it affordable for them and so they can hire quality drivers and go racing what would be the one thing you'd change about motorsport in australia it definitely needs to be more uniform and working together i think there's a lot of splintered sections and there's a lot of everyone going off in their own different paths i think you know if you look at the formula four example it needed to be you know, what's the point of it? Where's it going? What's it hoping to achieve? And it needs to work together. I think the market is too small to have competing categories and competing organisers. It needs to be in bed together, if you like. And there's, in, in a sense, I've, I was a fan of supercars taking over the 12 hour because I thought that is a good process to marry GT racing and supercars. Um, and that's where I think it needs to go because I don't think it can survive battling amongst themselves still more to come on inside supercars alex premer will be up next join in the conversation post your thoughts on our sport radio facebook page hi i'm nick Perkett. you are listening to inside supercars each week join the inside motorsport team as they look at all the news from across australia and around the world still a bit in shock uh Thanks, thanks everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck for Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates that tip some money in and send him overseas. There actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. 
Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Michael Caruso. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Inside Supercars. It's great to have Alex Bremer back in the country. He's driving with Red Bull Racing Australia. And I had a chat to him before he had his first test in the Red Bull car at Sydney Motorsport Park. First, I'm very pleased to be back in V8 Supercar for the Enduro races. Secondly, I think it's really nice to be in the best team, or in the benchmark team, which is Red Bull Triple Eight. So I'm looking forward yeah, to have that opportunity and uh, to make uh, that happen, that it will be successful, of, of course, yeah. And uh, it's nice yeah, to join a uh, big, big team and, uh, and uh, big drivers as well, like, like Lanzi, uh, Winkup, uh, Paul Dumbrell, uh, St- Stephen Richard, and uh, as well, yeah, Shane yeah, is going to be my teammate, so I'm looking forward yeah, to, 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 to have this ride, yeah. Shane's been quite excited to have you with him. What did you think Shane saw with you that would suit his uh, and be so complementary to the way he drives? Yeah, I mean, uh, the last five years yeah, has been pretty crazy for me uh, in V8 Supercar, especially yeah, the, the last four years yeah, with uh, GRM and with Scott. I mean, I've, I've been yeah, uh, really good, successful on Euro races, especially the last two years yeah, with the Volvo. I was always like... Uh, one of the best top uh, co-drivers, so I guess yeah, they, they were looking on result and uh, timing and lapping and from all the sessions, yeah, from Sandon, Bartos and Gold Coast, and I think yeah, we were very similar size, weight and uh, I think he liked yeah, my driving style and yeah, I mean, they didn't pick up pick, up, pick me like this yeah, just say, okay, Rema yeah, is, is, is free yeah, or available yeah, we just pick him I think yeah, they, they went through like a lot of analysis and things like this yeah, from the last three years, and uh, I'm really happy and uh, looking forward yeah, for sure yeah, to, to to join Shane and to help him yeah, to win the championship. Yeah, you've been at Sydney Motorsport Park all weekend, familiarising yourself with everyone in the in the travelling team. What have you seen in the data? What have you seen from when you raced here in the Volvo to what these guys are looking at? that you think is going to be the biggest thing or the biggest advantage perhaps? Well, I mean, uh, it was nice yeah, for me here to be here the, the whole weekend and to see how Eight operate uh, the system uh, with, the, with, the, with those V8 supercars. It's completely, uh, very obviously, very uh, different to, to GRM. Uh, there is a lot of process that uh, GRM doesn't do or Eight do much better and uh, you can... F- it yeah in the team i mean i spent already two days in the team and they are very friendly they are very open honest and uh, you can share whatever you want with them and uh, you can feel in them yeah they're, they're very relaxed yeah even if they are pressure yeah, to get the result there is no pressure in the team and i think that's why they are so successful for what you've been doing in las vegas the company that you're with now has been expanding quite well can you tell us how that experience has been yeah i mean that experience has been yeah very well uh i mean a um, business yeah with one of my partners called romain uh, thievin and uh, david perisse uh they have a big uh, structure there a big company that they have uh, gt experiences yeah with like uh, 60 luxury cars and we are doing like gt experiences so that's one one side of the business and the second side of the business we have the, the more the EXR series uh, where we have like 20 cars and it's more the concept, it's like an arrive and drive, yeah. So everyone yeah, can drive the car 
for less than $10,000. And even like this weekend, we had a race in Sonoma. Paul Maurice, yeah, uh, Bartos winners in 2014, yeah, was uh, driving the car there. And I got him on the phone this morning and he said that's a blast. Yeah, He never had a fun yeah, since a long time yeah, driving those cars because it's pretty cool. And the business is growing up. It's been pretty slow at the start yeah, because everything... And, pretty slow yeah because in in USA yeah, everything is big and you need to do something big yet yeah, to things happen and uh, we need some need to do some volume but it's it's growing up pretty nice and uh, I mean my job on that 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 kind of business I'm like the team manager like um, uh, yeah doing all the logistic operation yeah for the team and I'm as well yeah coaching some some drivers yeah if they, if they need to so it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's been very busy, and at the same time, yeah, I was still doing yeah some races yeah with Ferrari Corsa in the 24th of Daytona. We finished P4s. I did like Dubai the 24s, and I did as well of testing yeah with uh, Ligier in LMP2, LMP3, and with Rosso as well yeah to do more lapping yeah with the RSO one yeah to do some 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 dev but yeah I've been very busy I've, I've been given the impression from Shane that you're pretty much in a car be it a GT car an ex, oh, yeah, yeah, EXR yeah. car or yeah, yeah, yeah. the GTs every day yeah, yeah I mean yeah almost every day I mean as soon as we were doing something yeah with the EXR or GT or, or yeah with the development of the prototype with LMP2 LMP3 Ligier and with the RS01 uh, Renault yeah I was I'm very sharp, yeah, for sure, yeah. I'm not. I'm here, yeah, to, to win the, the races, so that's why I did all those preparations as well, yeah, to, to be fit, yeah. And of course, you're in the car for the way Shane put it, most of the driving on Monday. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I'm going to drive on Monday, so it's pretty pretty cool, yeah, looking forward, even if it's like a, a ride day, yeah, bring some guests in the car, but it's gonna be fun, yeah, just to do fuel ups with the car, be familiar with the car. And yeah, to learn the car because it's going to be different from the Volvo in every aspect, engine, downforce, uh, uh, mechanically. So looking forward yeah, to, 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 to test it. How do you go with a situation like we see with a steering wheel, paddle shift, the buttons are going to be completely different location and, and do different things? Is that something that a driver, a professional like yourself, can fix in a half a day or is it you had a steering wheel map now for months and you've just been getting it programmed in yeah they gave me like um, like yeah like a, a full uh, full information of the cars of the the burden and the things yeah i mean i'm here for the next 25 days so for sure i will bring yeah one steering at home and uh, yeah i do some kind of simulation yeah i'm in the car and touching all the button yeah that that's that's works yeah so that's not just jumping in the car it's more preparation yeah so for sure i will do that yeah well we're looking forward to seeing how you progress and i'm sure you'll enjoy your stay now on the gold coast rather than down in melbourne yeah for sure yeah uh melbourne was missing it's nice to uh, to be in gold coast yeah, because it's going to be all, yeah warmer but uh, yeah i'm looking forward yeah to be in sandon yeah see friends in from melbourne but uh, it's nice to be back yeah well all the best okay thank you my thanks to Alex Prema there, and that's all we have time for this week on Inside Supercars. I hope you enjoyed the bonus show this week. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au 
or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.